I do think it takes courage to show up being messy. And I've been very clear, Mm -hmm. even now, even the three of us working together, like there are things that we have room to improve. And I'm like, you know, step by step, we're going to get there. It's been a a sincere practice to not want to be like, we have to fix everything right now. It has to be perfect. Like, no, I I believe our message is getting through and and our community is giving us the feedback that they want more. So I'm I'm grateful that that we keep showing up. Welcome to Nourish with Michelle Fox, your guide to a vibrant life. If consistency has been a challenge for you and you occasionally forget self-care, you, my friend, are in the right place. Tune in for weekly inspiration to nourish your mind. I know your plate's full and I want to help you support a life and a body that you adore. Let's dig in. Today, I am so thrilled to be able to introduce you to the team that is part of Michelle Fox Culinary Nutritionist. As you know, if you've been with me for five seconds or five years, then you are very clear that community is my number one value. And as I talk about that, the outward community, I thought it'd be really fun today to introduce you to my internal community. And that is none other than Brittany McCray, who is our podcast manager, and Shirley Lynn, who is our digital marketing assistant. I am telling you, there is no way I could show up the way that I do as clean and clear and creative as I do without this amazing team. So without further ado, Brittany and Shirley, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Michelle. Hmm. So one, thank you all so much for saying yes. And then two, like before we dig in, because I really do want to talk about how to build a podcast, because so many people in my community, I think they think of podcast production as this huge thing, which is why a lot of people don't do it. And yes, as we all know, it is, there are lots of parts. And I don't think it's so huge that it's impossible. And so I really thought we could demystify some of the parts and pieces of building a podcast together. But before we do that, would you be willing to play a rapid fire game? Of course. Yes. Sweet. All right. So I actually, I think I'll start. So Shirley, one of my favorite questions to ask our guests that come on the show is, would you be willing to share a story from your childhood in the kitchen? Yes. So I guess one vivid memory would be the one where me and my mom and my sister would crack walnuts on the floor, on the kitchen floor. It was really fun because it was a mini factory. So we would just have a bag of walnuts and then a hammer. And we would go around just one person cracking them, one person opening them, and then one person like tossing them into like a bowl. And that's just like a really immersive like experience to have. That is so fun. I love it. So, Brittany, I'd like to ask you if you could choose only one condiment or sauce for the rest of your life to use, what would you choose? Oh, I love this. I think it's like a chipotle mayo. It's kind of like spicy, but not too spicy. I put it on everything. Burgers, fries, tacos. (laughs) It goes with everything. It's delicious. (laughs) So I would definitely want to keep that. (laughs) 
So, Michelle, are you ready? I'm ready for you. All right. So, question. What is a food that you had so much growing up that if you never had it again, it would be too soon? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. I don't know that I've ever been asked that question before. (laughs) Oh, you got me, Brittany. Nicely done. Nicely done. Let's see. I would say it was liver. My mom would cook us liver before she knew all of the toxins and why it probably isn't a great idea to feed your family liver anymore because it definitely was not organic liver. And I just remember every time she'd bring it out, my brother and sister and I would literally start crying like, please don't make us eat this. And all the research at the time, I mean, this was, you know, before you both were born back in the 70s, you know, back then it was thought that liver was healthy for you. And it was so disgusting. So yeah, I I never need to eat liver again. (laughs) Thank you so much for bringing up that gross memory. (laughs) So on that note, I'm so excited to be able to Pass the baton to Brittany because my friends, Brittany has agreed graciously to host this conversation. I thought that as our podcast manager, it would be amazing to have her perspective so that you can see a little bit of how we make the sausage, as they say back here in the factory of MFCN to build Nourish with Michelle box. And so with that, and actually before I pass the baton, for my friends who are watching us on YouTube, you might be looking at us saying, ooh, they're all wearing like really cool t-shirts. And we say, kale, yeah, we are. (laughs) (laughs) And so if you want your own kale, yeah, t-shirt, just head over to michellefox.com and you will see a very easy button to click and get your own. And so with that, Brittany, the mic is yours. Thank you, Michelle. Mm All right. So I just have a couple of questions for both of you. I'll go back and forth just to get your perspective on the whole podcasting thing to help your guests out. So if Michelle, can I start with you? I would love it. Awesome. All right. So basically, let's just start at the beginning and tell us what inspired you to even start your own podcast and why did you choose this particular audience to talk to? Mm. Oh, I love that question. And it is twofold. And so actually, I'll ask, I'll answer the former and then get back to the the beginning, which is, I hit menopause at the age of around 46, 47. Now I'm about to be 51. And I can tell you when it happened, it was really scary for me, especially because I see myself as an expert when it comes to nutrition and health and wellness. And I knew I was, you know, quote unquote, doing all of the right things. And yet I got the belly bloat. I was having night sweats. I was getting hot flashes at really crazy times during the day. And I'm like, if I can't figure this stuff out, I wonder how hard it is for other women who may not have the education that I have. And so that really lit the fire for me to one, figure it out for myself, which I have. Thank goodness. I feel so grateful for this journey. But then I'm like, well, now that I know, I have to share it with my friends because I don't want anybody suffering. And so that's what motivated me to talk to women over 40 who are typically walking through perimenopause or menopause. 
And then as far as why I decided to do a podcast is I absolutely love like when I get inspired, as soon as I decided to do a podcast, I realized I could attract so many women to have these conversations to move this conversation forward. And so that's what we've been doing and being able to verbally talk about these things and have conversations with other women who are in and out of the health industry. It's just been really healing and helpful. And it's been motivating me to show up every week to see and to find ways that I can help other women. So did I answer the question all the way? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Thank you so much for asking. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Shirley, can I move it on to you? Mm-hmm, of course. So for my fellow new podcasters, do you have any advice or tips for podcast planning or how do you organize the podcast content that people want to talk about? That's a good question. So for us specifically, we use Asana to communicate and what we did was basically create a template for all the steps that we need to do. So kind of an SOP, if you will. And it lists all the procedures that are necessary to complete a podcast episode. And so, and we would assign each task for our group, who does what and who is responsible for what, so that everything gets done in a timely manner. And I think for the maintaining the schedule it's important to do things in advance to plan ahead and also i would say to dedicate um, a specific time to work on the podcast if you're doing for example a weekly basis release like we are doing so currently we are planning our podcast our goal is four episodes in advance and so we've been working towards that Definitely. And I would agree, Asana has been a wonderful tool to help us all out and keeps us where we need to be. We can look ahead and see what's coming and just keeps a good schedule going, which I agree is very important because getting behind is very stressful. (laughs) But you don't want that stress. Uh, So so staying on top of that has definitely been beneficial all around. So as far as other tools to use that I feel are helpful, besides Asana for organizing the content and coming up with your ideas, starting a podcast does not have to be an exact science. It is kind of as you go, you add new things, you learn more things. But the baseline, if you have a microphone, some headphones, (laughs) Even you can even use your phone as a camera if you want to use video. You don't have to have the most expensive equipment, but using if you wanted to use a microphone, using a dynamic microphone is a great option, which means you just plug it into your USB if you have a computer and it really gives you good sound. Some people have like something called a pop filter, which will keep like a screen in front of you and your microphone to keep those like P sounds from popping into the microphone, which is helpful with the editing. Also using headphones to kind of block out the noises around and you can hear yourself. I've even heard some people 
will record in the closet. So don't feel like you have to have the most beautiful setup and everything going on. It's more of just the sound and the sound going where you want it to go. Having carpeted rooms, having a lot of cloth around helps absorb the sound. So you don't want to have be in a big open area where your voice is bouncing all around. So you can start somewhere small. And as you go further into your journey, then you can expand. So don't feel like you have to have the best of the best to start with. Definitely just learn as you go. And the biggest part is being consistent. So just stay consistent in your journey and keep going. Hmm. I love that advice. And I didn't even know about the pee and the popping. So that's great to know as well. Hmm. Thank you, Brittany. No problem. Uh, So Michelle, do you, you've been doing this for a while. Do you have an episode that really sticks out as a favorite? I had a feeling you would ask me that. (laughs) And I love I think I'm gonna have to plead the fifth on this one. I feel I feel like a mama bear. Like I've been told that, you know, you can't call your business your baby because a real human baby is very different than, you know, this business with moving parts. Blah, blah, blah. What I will say is every single episode really feels special to me. And I can tell you from episode number one that I did with my brother and sister who were literally holding my hands as I was like fearfully putting myself out there to start this podcast. I'm like, that was a highlight. And that was amazing all the way up to, you know, I think we're in our 70s at this point, you know, every single episode, I just feel gets deeper and richer, and it just has its own special quality. And so I cannot pick my favorite because I truly have loved every single episode. (laughs) That's awesome. And I love how you say that. And it just goes to show being consistent and not feeling like the first podcast that you put out there has to be the best. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it and keep going. So look at you all the way into the 70s. Every single one is practice and showing up. So just showing up is always important. So I love that and congrats. <laughs> Thank you. And thanks for pointing that out. I do think it takes courage to show up being messy. And I've been very clear, even now, even the three of us working together, like there are things that we have room to improve. And I'm like, you know, step by step, we're going to get there. It's been a a sincere practice to not want to be like, we have to fix everything right now. It has to be perfect. Like, no, I I believe our message is getting through and and our community is giving us the feedback that they want more. So I'm I'm grateful that that we keep showing up. Yes, authenticity is important. I would definitely say that. I've got something special for you. Imagine having the roadmap to launch your own podcast, even if you're starting from scratch. Introducing my exclusive podcasting checklist, a step-by-step guide to building your show with confidence. Ready to dive in? Head over to michellefox.com forward slash podcast and claim your checklist. It's the ultimate tool for turning your podcasting dreams into reality. Whether you've got the next big idea or you just want to see if this podcasting thing is for you, this checklist is your key to success. The world is ready for your voice, my friend. Visit michellefox.com forward slash podcast, grab your checklist 
and let's make your podcasting dreams come true. I love the way Michelle's artwork looks and all of the social media going on. It has a really great colors. (laughs) It it really stands out and it really shows her brand. Can you share a little bit of the process of how you create those beautiful cover arts and Instagram uh, posts that you do for Michelle every week? Of course, I'd love to share. So we use Canva as a team, which is a pretty universal graphic design tool that a lot of people use, and it's fairly user-friendly. So for my process, I basically look at what Michelle had done previously, and I try to incorporate the brand colors as well as kind of like her style, but also adding, I guess, my own little details and playing around a bit basically just experimenting until I'm happy with it and then basically for the podcast the blog headers and the YouTube thumbnails are didn't change that much but for the Instagram covers I basically ended up creating several template versions that I switch according to which episode is next awesome great so it sounds like Michelle gives you a little bit of creative freedom, which has been helpful for you, would you say? Yes. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if you want to do your podcast, definitely take the time to play around and it can always switch around. It doesn't have to be the first thing you do. You can switch it around and see what you like best. So have fun with it. Awesome. Including the name, I'll just jump in and say, because we originally started off as Healthy Sexy Nutrition. And as our message gradually shifted and some of the work I've done has shifted, it just made sense to switch over to Nourish. And so I just add that to tack on to what you're saying, Brittany, is that podcasting is supposed to be fun. Like, (laughs) I just encourage you to have fun with it. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that you mentioned changing the name. So things like that is definitely important when it comes to promoting your podcast and really getting your name out there and finding the audience that you want to talk to. The title of your podcast is really important. So when people are searching for just an idea of something, your podcast will pop up. So if your name has nothing to do with what you're talking about, it's probably not going to pop up when people are searching for it. So the title of your show, the title of your each show that you do is very important to get just that audience engagement, to get those numbers up and get the amount of listeners up. So I would definitely say if you're looking at promoting your podcast and just really getting a good audience, those are two things to really start off thinking about. Who do you want to talk to and how are you going to get them engaged into coming to listen to you outside of all the podcasts out there? Because there are a lot out there nowadays. So we definitely want to keep our audience interested and figure out what they want to listen to. So who are you talking to? And what do, what do they want to hear? <laughs> Just keeping that in mind. So Michelle, you do a lot of guest interviews. 
how do you keep the flow going when you're interviewing so many people every week? Yeah, great question. You know, what I have found effective is having a format. Specifically, I love starting off with an intro. So it lets our guests know that we've done our research, we're paying attention. And then two, I love doing the rapid fire game because I believe that helps our audience get to know our guests and also me in like a rapid fire kind of way. And then just getting into the meat of the conversation, I do my best to make sure our guest feels comfortable. In fact, in the intake form that we have for every single guest to read through, to sign, to give us, you know, their headshot and their bio, at the very top, I let them know, hey, I want you to bring your authentic self because we want to bring the best that we can to our community. And so I believe just having the organization, one, giving people specifically our guests, what to expect, two, and then three, having a particular outline that our listeners can expect week to week. I really think having that foundation just grounds the conversation to help it be that much more rich and also deep and hopefully impactful for our listeners. Awesome. I love it. And as your editor and listening to all all the podcasts so far. I love the way that you set everything up. It's very well organized and the guests really get to shine, which I think is important. You don't want to guest on a show and not really get your message out there. So you allow the guests to get their message out there while also being authentic to your message for your audience. So I love that. Thank you for saying that. And that means so much, especially from a Virgo. I always (laughs) tease just for my friends who are listening right now. I tease that on my team, I got so lucky to have two Virgos, which means I have people who love details and they love planning and they love strategy. And this Sagittarius who is like all over the place, I need these, you know, guardrails. So Again, Brittany, Shirley, I cannot say thank you enough for being on this team. <laughs> oh, I love it here. Thank you for mm-hmm. having me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so as we wrap up a little bit of our conversation today, I just wanted to end off with a question for both of you. So Shirley, I'll start with you. How are you nourishing yourself today? Thank you, Brittany. Yeah, so as a college student, you know, it's life is very hectic and just so chaotic um, and stressful. But I guess how I'm nourishing myself is making sure that, you know, like I'm eating my meals and eating healthy meals, you know, making recipes. Like, for example, I bought beets from the market. I'm going to make a beet soup. And I've also bought chard. So I'm going to make like a pasta salad that I'm really excited of. And just like, yeah, fruits and vegetables, you know, and protein just so I can get through the day and also just not fall behind on anything. Awesome. All right, Michelle, what about you? How are you nourishing yourself today? Thank you for asking. Before I share, I'm like over here, like doing this internal cheerleading for Shirley Lynn. Like that is freaking amazing. I I wish I had that knowledge when I was a college student. I I may have 
been a better student if I had better nutrients feeding my brain. So kudos, Shirley. And to answer you directly, Brittany, I can commit to, what can I commit to? Because at the time of this recording, it is a Friday, which means I have a ton of work to wrap up before the weekend begins. And so I can commit to a bath. That is how I'm going to nourish myself. That that will be my reward for this week. So tonight, you all have my word by 8 p.m. I'm turning off the computer. I'm turning off the phone. And I'm taking my butt up to take a bath tonight. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. What about you, Brittany? I want to hear how you are nourishing yourself today. Well, you know what? Listening to one of your shows <laughs> that I edited which I know this all the time because my husband gets on me constantly. But then, you know how another voice says the same thing and you're like, oh, yeah, I can't stop listening. I'm <laughs> drinking more water. I am the worst. <laughs> drinking Love it. more water. So I bought my big thermos cup and I'm trying to refill it as much as possible and get the most water in me to counteract the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> drinking more water is definitely my goal today and every day so nicely done <laughs> all right well thank you ladies thank you for joining me on the show <laughs> thank you michelle for having us and thank you listeners for taking the time to listen to us i hope you all enjoyed your time and stay nourishing yourself every day Thanks so much for listening to Nourish. Have you been driving, doing laundry, or walking around the neighborhood? Sweet. I've got show notes for you. Hop on over to michellefox.com forward slash podcast when you are ready. I will let you know that on the page, you will find resources to support what you've just learned on today's show. And then of course, you can grab some health supportive freebies as well. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be honored if you would leave a review on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It will help me with my mission to build healthier communities one person at a time. And it will help you because you will be part of that mission. I'll be back next week and I encourage you to Keep showing up for yourself and know that you and your health matter. Big love.